listeners, and welcome to our podcast, Venturing Voices. We're here to provide a platform for women in South Carolina who get shit done. I'm Nell Fuller, and each episode, Stephanie Isaacs and I, the co-founders of FemEx Columbia, will dive into the stories of inspirational women who make an impact in the Columbia community and beyond. Meredith, we're incredibly thrilled for you to be on uh, Ventrain Voices podcast today. We have come to know you in a myriad of ways um, as an artist, as a colleague, as um, a mom. We talk about a lot of things whenever we are in the space, and it's an honor to be able to have this interview with you and to share your voice with the world. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Introduction. Just give us a little bit of an overview. Tell us about yourself um, and when you first got involved with art. Yeah, so I, um, I've i always been really creative and involved in the arts in some form. Um, it wasn't until early 2019 that I started doing what I do now, which is multimedia um or multimedia painting. Um, so yeah, I actually, my background's in graphic design. Uh, my, my degree from USC is in graphic design. And, um, before that I was really involved in performing art. So I've always been, that's definitely always been like my safe place is in the creative world. Um, but yeah, so in terms of where I'm from. I, I've been in Columbia a while now, since 08, when I started going to school. I'm from the low country. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of my background. So one thing that um, I've learned over the course of getting to know you is that um, I was always an art lover. I love all things art, museums, everything that comes with art. And when um, you came to, like, we got to know each other, you really opened my eyes up to not only the art perspective, the emotion that's tied to the art, your background. You mentioned that you're from the low country. Um, tell us a little bit about your, from the low country and, and your life experience to then lead you to where you are today? Yeah, so that's that's a, it's, that's a great question because I think about my upbringing and my background a lot in terms of uh, the art world. So I grew up in a family that um, I would say is was very creative but also very practical. Um, so my, my um, mom's family ended up in Beaufort because of um, my grandpa was in the Coast Guard. And so, um, and I have a lot of family that's in um, Marines Coast Guard. And so I, I feel like there's always kind of been this tension in my upbringing of like, creativity is celebrated, but how are you gonna make money? And how, what purpose does this serve? And so I think, I, it's definitely been a journey for me to fi- figure out like that it's okay for me to create art because it makes me happy and because it's an expression and that's it. 
Because I think in the past, my mom is incredibly creative. I, I like merit her for all of my creative juices. And um, like from sewing to, I mean, she she's just, her creativity kind of like weaves into every aspect of her life. It never was like a specific focus. So anytime I would do anything creative growing up, it was like, you should sell this. Like you should do this. Like we made, if you remember those like juice box purses, do you remember that? I do. <laughs> like Capri Sun purses. My mom and I had like a hustle. Like we made those. We I can't tell you how many like little businesses we had where we would like sell something that was a trend. And when the trend was over, we were done and we had made our like little buck and, you know. So I think that's where like a lot of my like business drive comes from. But I always was, it always left me like wanting more like wanting something like wanting it what I create to feel like it has more emotional purpose like that I'm not just doing something that I already see happening but like I really have always had a strong desire to create something new um yeah so yeah I that it's interesting like I think I like I I love that I have like both of those voices of like this like you should make money but also it can also be more than that they're both equally valuable I think yeah and so you mentioned um having a stint in the graphic design world so you worked for another business you essentially in graphic design people kind of say what they want and what they're looking for Mm -hmm. and then you create that vision for them and then you left and said I'm not going to do that anymore I'm going to take this leap and move forward to express my own creativity and to create something new. So what was that like for you to just walk away from, you know, a paying career, which is the norm? Yeah. Yeah. It was gradual, very gradual. Um, because, and it's funny, I chose graphic, I went to college because it's what every, what's what you're supposed to do. You know, it's like what your life is geared towards, which is great. But then you get to college and you're like, what the F am I doing here? Like, so I, anyway, I chose graphic design on a whim. I was in the arts and science program. I was in my second year and I was like, I need a, I need a major. I don't have a major. And I picked graphic design because I knew, I didn't know anything about it. I was like, I think they make logos, maybe, I think. But um, my reasoning was I, I want to be able to get a real job. I don't want to be like a starving quote unquote, you know, artist. And that's kind of, those were like my, that's what was prescribed to those careers is like painters don't make money and graphic designers get a real job again, using the quotes. Yeah. It's so anyway, I picked that. I was good at it. I loved doing it. I, um, I re I still enjoy it. I still do freelance from time to time. And, um, I love the marketing aspect. I, um, but I, I, it's funny. So I, I worked for a marketing firm right out of school. Then I went to in-house nonprofit. Um, and so I kind of got a taste of a couple different aspects of graphic design, but the motivation for changing was me gradually realizing, I think it goes back to, again, I, I wanted something that felt like it was mine, like it was new, um, every time. You know, I, I don't, um, I don't know. I, um, 
I think at the, with graph design, yeah, I got, it was sad almost to like have to give the ownership away. And quite frankly, I just got tired of being behind my computer screen. Mm -hmm. I, I, I missed making things with my hands, you know, like my whole college career was like in a, all types of different art classes with a focus in design. And I missed creating with my hands. And so between that desire and having kids and like needing a way to decompress, it was a lot of different aspects of my life that kind of like brought me to where I am now. It wasn't necessarily like a, I didn't like make a conscious decision. It kind of just gradually happened. So you mentioned having kids and Nell and I, we both have children and Nell and I have both talked about what it, the experience of pre-mom and then being a mom and then what that experience is. And we've talked a lot about um, that and how you make your decisions after being a mom because sometimes we lose ourselves mm -hmm. and then how do we regain ourselves? Mm -hmm. And talk to us about that <laughs> aspect. It's yeah. so real. Yeah. Especially since you have younger children. And yes. um, I learned so much from talking to you about, because you forget. You know, when your kids <laughs> get older, you're like consumed with the teenage problems. And am I making the right decisions? And, you know, how is he going to get to that next level? And especially you speaking about you go to college because that's the right thing and that's the next path you take. And so how are you communicating with your children about that? But yeah, talk a little bit about, you know, having kids and how that affected your vision for the art. Because you've always been an artist and creative. So how did having kids really, you know, push you in a different direction or enhance where you were already going? Yeah. So it's having kids. I, I talked to a couple of different moms about this. Of like, there's something about that, like postpartum period, like in the first year after you have a kid where you're. I just both times experienced this like this burst of like creativity, but also just like I think escapism. Like you're like, wait, I, I need something else. Like after my after my first daughter, I started telling Beauty Counter. And like just because it was like, I need an outlet. I think you just need an outlet. And so I I feel like after each pregnancy brought like a different kind of like, where do I put my energy? Yeah. But you have no energy. So I think you're just kind of like man I I felt manic. And so, yeah, it does change. And I think before I had kids, I, I've never been the kind of person to have like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. And so it's interesting. I think after I've had kids, I've been a lot more focused on what I want because I think you kind of, if you want something other than just kids, you have to be really intentional. And before it felt like, okay, I got a job and I'll get another. Now, like, now I think I'm, I want to do something else. I'll get another job. I didn't, and I, that's maybe just me, but I, I feel I don't have as much like freedom now. So I've had to be a lot more. I'm like realizing this as I'm talking about it, but it's, yeah, you have, I've had to be really intentional about my goals and like, for the first time ever, I've, I've like really been thinking longer term. Yeah. Yeah, I know, you know, hearing you say that and, and knowing you, um, you know, it, it, it seems like I've known you forever, but, you know, we just met you last year and, and um, it was really out of your 
desire to put yourself out there and go to the next level. So when we started this space, you know, we weren't like, we want an art studio downstairs. You know, that'd be awesome. I hadn't even thought about that. And so when you, when you came to us and you shared that vision for, um, you know, what we could create with an artist in residence or an art studio and supporting emerging artists in Columbia, um, you know, watching you evolve from that moment at the beginning and how that idea started to grow in your brain and, and where you are now with, you know, your shift in intention and dedicating that space. Because as parents, you don't have a whole bunch of time to waste. You can't just mm -hmm. hop here and there and see what happens. It's like, I can create create art from this time to this right. time. Yeah. And that's all I have. Yeah. And so... Um, I think that's been been really wonderful. And can you talk a little bit about what the evolution of that looks like? So once you started practicing art and, and marketing your art and selling that, what does the, the transformation process look like between your techniques, the subject matter, what kind of drives you to create that? Yeah, so when I first started, I, re I started because I, in hindsight, was dealing with like severe postpartum depression. I mean, I guess not severe. There's a big scale, but postpartum depression for sure. Um, and I really started painting as an out, like as a way to decompress and process. So it, it's always been like a very meditative practice. Um, and you know, it wasn't, sh it was only a few months before I was like, wait, I like this. I like this more than I've liked anything else because I've done a lot of different things, i.e. selling makeup. You know, I just, I've, I've <laughs> just had a lot of different like phases, I think. Um, and, but this one felt real. Like it felt like I could do this. Like I really enjoy it. And I think it, it scratched the itch I've always had to create something new every time. And I think every time I've done, because I kind of toyed around with the idea of like, I've always wanted to like have some kind of business and I, that's always been like a little, I guess like an inkling of, or a dream of mine. Um, but the idea of creating a product was boring to me before I even started because I didn't, I, the idea of creating something once and then just selling that one thing. I don't know. So anyway, I think when I started painting, I was like, I can create, I can make something if someone likes it. Great. If they don't, that's great too. But like, I will be more fulfilled because I know that I'll be creating something that I want to create, you know? And like the bonus would be someone connecting with it. And so pretty immediate, not immediately, but like within the first year, people started, you know, wanting to buy my art. And I put myself out there and we could talk about that later too because that came with like its own set of challenges, like putting myself out there immediately. But um and so that was so rewarding because it was like, wait, I'm doing something that's like really giving me life and like adding to my life, not taking away from it. And, and people are connecting with that. Like that's really special. And so that's been a huge motivation, I think, for my business and to grow my business because it's allowed me to connect with people in my community. And so when I met y'all and I just found you guys on Instagram and I was like, and I just reached, yeah, I reached out because I think as someone who I'm not from the academic art world and I'm not, I think the art world's kind of funny. Like it's a little bit 
it's having a bit of a like shift right now, which is great. But I think there is still like a, this idea that you kind of have to be like in the, a very academic art world setting and you're like a gallery artist or you're like a full on commercial artist. But I know there's a ton of artists like me who aren't really in either of those categories and that I just saw this as an opportunity to like build that, you know, and to give, I was like, I need this. There has to be other artists that need this, like a space for themselves, a space for them to grow their business. So I don't know if that answered your question, but. I think what's amazing about you, Meredith, and the, the work that you do is that it's an experience for you when you're creating the art. And I mentioned earlier, I really enjoy art. And if we look at people that were, you know, in the Renaissance or like years ago, um, you know, it's all about the experience that someone goes through and you can make two choices. You can say, I'm going to do this art, as you mentioned, the, um, boxes that are not inspirational yet. It's going to sell. So you can, you can have that business perspective and say, okay, this type of art I know is going to sell immediately. Right. Then this type of art is going to take a while. And mm-hmm. some emerging artists never even made it years ago right. until they died. And hopefully the world has changed. And it has changed. It's mm-hmm. not where we are today, which is yeah. very good. I think for me, what inspired me to get to know you and to know the way that you operate is that you really do have an experience that goes into even your commissions. And then that commission then can go to a home that they can experience that over time as they look at it. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was an inspiration to like see that process. What is the inspiration for you to get there? Because you mentioned how you got there a minute ago, but... Um, if you can elaborate yeah. on that a little bit. Yeah, I think over the past couple years, I've definitely experienced like, and I like where, like I've, I've, I feel like I've done a lot of like internal growth of like, where is my identity coming from? Because I think in the past, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think my whole life you're like finding, I'm finding like who what makes me who I am. And I think going into the art world, I um, felt like a bit of an identity crisis because I didn't fit into the, into the, what I saw out there. Um, so it's been, I've, it's been like a journey. I hate the word journey, but it's been a journey <laughs> for me to be okay with, creating art that when I'm creating it is very personal and intentional and vulnerable. And, but then turning around and being able to be like, this is my art sell. Like I'm going to sell it to you because I think I had a hard time. I, I'm not like the small, like not small. I'm not the quiet artist who wants to like let you know, like, I'm okay with selling my, like my own work. And, and I think traditionally you think of an artist and you're like, oh, they're like a moody artist. Don't talk to the artist. They're emotional and the gallery's going to sell, you know, there's like a middleman. And 
so I think I felt for a long time, like I had to be either like, like moody and I don't know. So I, (laughs) it's been like a process for me to realize like I can be both. Like I can be, put myself out there and I can also be really deep and emotional and create work that's really like expression, you know, full of expression. So, but yeah, I think I definitely came up against some criticism and internal and external of putting myself out there too early. Cause I think, um, it's funny. I think it does go back to my, like my background with my mom and my family of like, you've got something good, like sell it, <laughs> like get out there make some, you know? So it's like, I don't know. That's always kind of been my first inclination of like, if I think I have something good, I'm going to like put it out there. And so when I, I was met with some like criticism initially, because I put myself out there before I was ready, um, as some people saw it and I wasn't ready. My work was, I mean, it's still, it's never going to be ready, you know, like it was early and clumsy and like I hadn't found my own voice yet. I was like, you know, I was looking towards other people who I admired and it, yeah, but I think my whole, my whole mentality going into it was fighting perfection of I'm not going to buy a single art supply I'm going to do, I'm going to work with what I have in my house and I'm not going to wait till I'm ready to put myself out there because I don't, I want to, I was like, that was the one thing I was really intentional about is I need to fight perfection and like fight the idea that I could be the best artist before, you know, before I'm out there. When we think about business and we think about how that functions and how that operates there's going to be challenges along the way there's going to be failures along the way what's the biggest challenge that you've faced and if it's a one sentence a two sentence a three sentence or or a paragraph because sometimes it's a paragraph for people like what does that look like for you in the early days being called out on my deepest insecurities that what was that? What was your deepest insecurities? That I wasn't, that I was a fake, that I wasn't ready, that I needed more time, um, that I didn't know what I was doing. And I think that was the, yeah, it was challenging to be caught out for those specific things because those were so deep and someone saw it. And used it against me in a way. And this is getting like super personal. But like, (laughs) yeah, it's real. But, you know, hopefully, I don't know if other people can relate to that feeling, but, you know, not being able to get through that on my own terms and in my own time and being kind of forced into it. And like I said, it, it fostered immense growth in my person and in my work and in my business because it helped force me to decide are you going to do this? Even though you might be these things, like how is it worth it for you to continue doing this? And if it wasn't something that I was passionate about, I would have fizzled out, you know, you know, that, that person could have been right about all those, you know, and I don't know. I think it was a make or make it or break it moment. And I had to decide I'm going to do this, even though these things might be true. 
but that doesn't matter because I love the act of doing it, you know? And so it's been really rewarding when I'm, I, when I have been able to grow my, my business and my craft, because, um, I think I did it kind of when I didn't necessarily believe in myself, you know, I just kind of kept going. And at some, uh, like at some points, I think it was to prove people wrong (laughs) and at others it was for my, and other times it was for myself, but it's all been good. It's all, I think when the intention is good and it's, I don't know, like it's been, it served me well. It's a great voice to say that because a lot of people will say, well, what's your background and what's your education? And you mentioned education earlier. Yeah. You mentioned your background earlier. What's your education? What's your experience? And sometimes... Like why you? What? Yeah. Sometimes it's your grit mm-hmm. and your tenacity and your ability to keep moving forward to be successful and all those things in the past don't have a holding Mm -hmm. on today and tomorrow because if you've got that grit and that tenacity and that vision to move forward people are successful and I think you've taken that and um, that's what's very admirable about you and getting to know you as, um, as a colleague, as a friend, Thank you. um, and as a mom and as a woman and all the things that define us as we define ourselves. Thanks, Stephanie. So final question. Um, how do you venture? So when we think about venture as like, um, you know, moving forward at the risk of looking stupid or people criticizing us, like, how do you, how do you venture? I, so I learned this quote when I was working for, um, a nonprofit that I was at before I started painting and it's do what you can with what you have, where you are. I don't remember who it is. I think it was, I don't know, but that says stay with me. I think that's been the driving force behind a lot of everything I've done, um, with painting specifically is like doing something today, despite all, everything we just talked about. Yeah. Just doing something because I have, I have what I need to do today, you know? So that's a very abstract response to that answer, that question. But yeah, I, I think it. it's, which is your art. Your art is abstract. So, yeah. what, so what's next Meredith? Like if you can look at today and look at your, we talked about not being a five year, 10 year planner. If you can look at today and tomorrow, what's next for you? I, so short-term planning this year, I'm really wanting to have create a source of steady income for my business. So when I started out, it was like, let's see if I can break even, like, let's see if I can make enough money to buy supplies, you know, but this, this year specifically, I am looking at, um, commissions and workshops, more teaching opportunities that will provide a steady income for my business so that I am able to create original works that provides profit. So, um, yeah, right now I think it's definitely more like business focused in terms of goals and the create, I feel like I I keep the creative side open, but I'm like, I gotta make money, (laughs) you know? So, um, so yeah, that's, but I, I love to, te- I've learning that I love to teach. Um, and yeah, I, I really love leading others to be creative. And I'm, so I, I've, I'm excited about building that part of my business of teaching more workshops for sure. 
So I love the fact that your business model is really centered on commissions, workshops you create to then sell based on your experience. And so when I look at those three areas that you focus on, I think it's a win for you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, thank you so much, Meredith, for coming on again. I mean, you spend so much of your time talking with us and sharing your insight and your experience and your person. And um, we thank you every single day for being a part of what we're doing. Thank you. I'm happy for y'all. I'm happy to be part of what you guys are doing. Well, I think you um, are really the voice of the art scene here. Oh gosh, <laughs> you are. I mean, I um, I learn so much from you every day, and um, I think it's pretty incredible what you want to see in Colombia and in the surrounding areas, mm-hmm. and the where you really look at your work from an artistic perspective and the business side, and merging those together to then want to then give back to the community, which I think is really important because any city or any community that thrives means that the people that are in, that are there are also investing in right. it. And I see that in you every day. Thank you. Thank you so much. tuning in to Venturing Voices. We're excited to release a new podcast every Friday, which can be found on our website at femxcolumbia.com forward slash Venturing Voices. We look forward to you tuning in next week and introducing you to another badass woman. Thanks so much.